0: Welcome to Who New. We are fans of the current series of Doctor Who, and here we discuss our likes, dislikes, and insights into the modern regeneration of the show subscribe review and listen to us on itunes and stitcher or our youtube channel youtube.com slash Podcast. all our episodes are on hunupodcast.com you can leave comments there or email us at Podcast at gmail.com we also have an instagram and twitter account tweet at us at hunupodcast and find us on facebook today's episode is the day of the doctor it is the 50th anniversary special And this special is written by Stephen Moffat, directed by Nick Horan, and originally aired on the 23rd of November 2013, and was originally watched by 10.18 million viewers. So not only was this broadcasted on the BBC, but it was also presented in theaters. Oh my gosh. Worldwide. And uh, Frank and Brian, you both went. Yeah, they did a simulcast. They did
1: a simulcast, so then the entire world saw it at the exact same moment. So our thing was at 11 o'clock. A.M.? A.M., and that's because it was 7 o'clock in London, but they did it all over the world. They did things in Sydney and Japan and Brazil. It was a worldwide simulcast, and it now has the Guinness Book of World Records for the biggest simulcast. It world. was awesome. It
2: was really fun It was to so fantastic. There. Everybody was so hyped. So it was a great to see it in the community and knowing that it's worldwide. It was just a lot of fun.
3: This was, I mean, it, it was so clandestine, if that's the right word, that the 50th anniversary fell on like the peak resurgence of Doctor Who. <laughs> like the show was so huge at this time.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: perfect timing.
1: Yeah, it was great, and it was in 3D, and
3: which which also at the time was like the, oh, big, that was the big, big new big thing. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. There was uh, there was a couple little uh, intros, especially made for it. So we had uh, Strax, a little promo of Strax saying, uh, "Don't talk, or I will disintegrate you." <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt Smith did an intro, but I can't remember what his intro said. Do you remember, Frank?
2: I do not.
0: Yeah. Well right. it, it, it just says here that the second featured matt smith and david tennant t- instructing viewers to put on their 3d glasses could that be it
1: could be yeah that was it okay but it was it was so amazing to be and and it was the entire theater complex mm-hmm. you walked in you know this was a you know there's 14 theaters in this place they walked in and they said we're showing them and all of them pick one
4: wow that's crazy yeah.
1: <laughs> it was amazing
4: which theater which theater did you go to
5: howard hughes the promenade off the 405 freeway at howard hugh Center, yeah, yeah, where I used to work, Kelsey. Ooh,
4: okay, <laughs> I know that theater now. It took me,
0: a- yeah, I, um, I used yeah. to live in that area too. <laughs> and
1: uh, just people were dressed up, and we went with a couple of pe- Doctor Who fans from my work, and it it, god it was just so much fun. Um, just the cheers. I mean it was like watching a Star Wars movie back when they were good um, and just everybody just going crazy
2: when people would pop up or oh god it was so cool. <laughs> it was so much fun. We just got there a little bit beforehand, maybe an hour, I think less. Mm-hmm. You know and then they let us in and so it, that made it a lot more fun that it was just happening. You just I think we also were there and
1: go in. It was great. Didn't we also switch theaters because it was like did, I want to see did. if I can? Yeah, I want to see if I can find a better seat in another theater. <laughs> we did. <laughs> yeah, and we did. Yeah. Some of us
2: held those seats we had. Yeah, went to go look, then texted and it was like, "Okay, we're leaving over to the other one."
3: Strategic.
0: Sounds just sure. like Comic Con in Hall H.
3: <laughs> yeah. Divide um, and conquer.
0: Yes. That's what it was. Oh God, it was just
1: serious. And then the cool thing was, we got out of the screening and drove home and we were able to watch its BBC America premiere that night at five. So it was like, we repeated it right away. And then it came out on Blu-ray 3D. And do you, anyone know if it if it was shot in 3D or did they yes. kind like retro? No, no, they really? shot it in 3D, yeah. That's why it has all that, that director's wibbly wobbly, I'm always showing you glass breaking yeah. in and out. Cause those was for the 3D.
5: And i bet some of the zygons like um particularly thinking when kate stewart like up chucks.
1: yes <laughs> yeah
3: oh was it 4d did you get like spray <laughs>
1: <laughs> no um the best two moments that i remember one of the painting mm-hmm. oh that was because when cool. they, cause this one when they when they pull the painting it just looks like a normal painting. And it's not until they walk up to it that you see the the image widening. It's such a great effect though, even on the- Yeah, even on the 2D, it's great. But in 3D, when they pull the tarp off the painting, it's immediately 3D. And you're like, whoa! And then the other (laughs) moment that I remember is the eyes, Rose's eyes. And Mm. she's like, are you afraid of the big bad wolf? And the eyes glow. They go really, really deep
0: in a 3D effect. Oh. So cool. Very nice.
3: This isn't scripted or planned, but um, <laughs> was everyone's first reaction upon seeing this po- mostly positive?
5: Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I would think so. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I did not hate it, but I I re- I think I enjoyed it better this second time. Good. I had well, I have this problem where I, I have such ridiculously high expectations for things I'm very excited for that sometimes I sabotage myself. Mm. Um, and I did like it. I wasn't like, ugh, but I had to reconcile a few things with myself. So anyway, that's why I asked that question.
0: Uh, no, it's good. But it does get
1: criticized a lot. It's uh, it gets criticized that it's not a 50th anniversary. It's a modern modern regeneration of the show anniversary. Oh okay. like really,
2: I know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't agree with that.
2: I don't I don't agree with any of it. But I oh. do know that it has faults. But I don't care. I love it. Yeah. I don't I, di- I don't disagree with it because that's i think more of what it is but that's what was happening at the time and they were mm-hmm. these are the current people that we have worked with absolutely so i don't have any problem with it i can understand their point of view thinking they're going to do some 50th but this they kept in the storyline of what was happening they didn't mm-hmm. i think if they're going to try and do it more with the other it would have to take out of that storyline or they'd have to do a lot of money to try and deep fake the other doctors into it or really which wasn't big at the time they didn't have anything that really worked. I don't even think
6: they had that technology at that time
2: Right. Or they'd have to edit all the stuff from other episodes. And it just seemed a little bit too convoluted. I would have liked a little bit more of the other Doctors towards the end, you know, but I'm happy with what we got.
3: I think it was great because you would have alienated millions of people if you had included a lot of old Who, which maybe that's just a biased new Who thing to say. But like, I think it's better to go the new Who route and then drop in the fun Easter eggs for the people who have been. Oh, yeah,
0: agreed. Yeah, so the people watching it are the new Who fans, not the old fans. So that's why I think they went that route, and I'm okay with it.
3: (laughs) I mean, what if they did, like, a This Is Your Life game show?
0: (laughs) 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 All right. Okay, so yes, today's episode is the day of the Doctor. Granddad Sanshu's chinny. Hi, this is Eugene. Let's introduce ourselves.
4: Hey, it's Heather. Hi, everyone. It's Kelsey.
5: Hello, this is Auburn.
6: Hello, this is Frank.
0: Hi, this is Brian. And
6: I'm Josh.
0: The Doctor and Clara are taken to London's National Gallery by Kate Stewart. There has been a disturbance in the Under Gallery, housing great threats to England, which Queen Elizabeth I made the Doctor Curator of. They are shown a 3D Time Lord painting of the last day of the Time War, The Doctor had stolen the moment, a weapon of mass destruction so complex that it had gained sentience and taken it to a shed in a deserted part of Gallifrey. While trying to use the device to destroy all the Daleks and Gallifreyans, a woman shows up asking what he is doing. The Doctor comes to realize that this woman is the moment, in a form chosen from his past or future. When she calls him Doctor, he tells her not to do that. He has lost the right to be called the Doctor. The moment says he'll face consequences if he ends the war this way. Gallifrey will burn, but he will survive. She prophesies that one terrible night, he will count the number of Gallifreyan children that he has killed today. To show him what this will turn him into, she opens a time fissure to his future and out pops an unexpected Fez. In England, 1562, the 10th Doctor enjoys a quiet picnic with Elizabeth I when his horse shapeshifts into a big rubbery zygon. Soon, there are two queens, each claiming to be the real Elizabeth. As they argue, a time fissure opens, startling the Doctor, and out pops an unexpected fez. Yay! Wow, that encapsulated a lot.
3: (laughs) Okay, can you read like the first two sentences again?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's start start with the beginning. Now that we have seen classic Who with the first Doctor, I love that it opens with the black and white original um, title sequence. And then from then, it goes on into still in black and white, but modern day camera footage on a police constable walking by the I am Foreman 76 Totters Lane sign. But then it goes up again to the uh, to the Cole Hill School. And then underneath it, it says a sign that Ian Chesterton is now the school's board on the school's board of or the chairman of the school's board of governors. I don't know if you caught that. Did not. And then under on the op- opposite side of that, it says that a W Coburn is headmaster, which is a reference to Anthony Coburn, who wrote the unearth un- unearthly child, and the W for Waris Hussein, who directed that pilot.
2: <laughs> that I did not know. That was a good one. <laughs> that that I, was like I so like...
0: many, so many Easter eggs right there. It's crazy.
1: I, I love the fact though that the, the I am Foreman sign. I mean, it's right outside the school, so it's not right outside the junkyard. Yep. So I like how they wrote, "I am foreman junk, whatever it is, or anything.
0: scrap, with, scrap a, with,
1: a, with a big arrow pointing. It's down there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and also, it's blue, which I liked. Yes. Kind of a Tardis blue feel.
0: Yeah, and I also like that the police constable is there, just like with the unearth unearthly child. Still the same uh, kind of the Bobby hat. Right. I just love that. And that Clara has a new job working at the school. This is the first time that we we know that.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is this is the beginning of every time we see Clara she's doing she's been reinvented. It's almost like it's almost like Amy and the I'm a model now kind of mm-hmm. thing. It it does it does bug me but it it doesn't matter for this episode.
0: Yeah, I agree. For this it episode it me, does not. Matter.
1: It matters for me in the next one.
0: Mhm. I think it works with her character.
3: Yeah, but like, did you, did she go to school? Did she have a teaching license? Like, yes,
0: huh? so many questions. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: that it's that part time part time uh, companion. She she's just like I'm she...
3: qualified to teach about Marcus Aurelius because I met him once.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of that, the quote I actually said that quote to him. <laughs> but that quote, it's it's a waste. No more time arguing about what a good man should be. Be one. Which, to me, is now a reference to the 12th Doctor.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a good foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> I thought of that.
0: There's another Easter egg. There's so many crammed in this opening. When Clara leaves on the motorcycle, there's a clock in the foreground of Focus, and it reads 5.16, which is the broadcast time of an unearthly child. Oh, okay. oh wow. <laughs> So so this Day of the Doctor aired on the 23rd of November, which is also when an Unearthly Child aired in 1963, though. So that's really cool.
3: At 5.16?
0: Uh-huh. It, At 5.16? That's... that's British TV for you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Time
1: time wasn't a thing yet. No ads, yeah. So nope. you didn't have a full
3: hour. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I would never be able to remember when things were starting.
0: <laughs> okay, so now switching to something i found i always find is weird and bugs me is when tom the other teacher comes in and he does that like slide on the floor it always looks fake to me <laughs> it looks very staged <laughs> maybe it's part of the 3d effect <laughs> mm.
5: oh she was writing on the whiteboard and we saw it from the other yeah. angle like was that do you guys remember frank and brian was the writing like farther out towards you i don't remember oh. i don't remember that. I did get a chance to read the whiteboard on the second viewing, and I don't know if you guys caught, she had written No More Time.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm.
5: No More comes
2: into play yeah. very soon. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Riding the motorcycle was fun. Getting there was fun. Her snap through leather yes. gloves. Ah, <laughs> was yeah. A little bit too much.
4: I didn't yeah. notice that she was working. With- yeah. yeah that's funny. Also, why, why is she able to do that? Because yes. her and the TARDIS are cool now. They're friends now.
2: <laughs> she so went she to... The TARDIS and her are friends because she, she saved the doctor, then she saved the doctor, and then she saved the doctor, and the doctor, and then she saved the doctor. So.
3: <laughs> All right, I guess that's acceptable explanation.
2: And he's wearing
1: Amy's glasses.
0: Aw. Yes. Oh. It's funny. I was expecting him to be reading the novel, but then he's reading Quantum Mechanics or something.
1: Yeah, Quantum Mechanics.
0: So it, it's, then it serves the purpose of the the back and forth between the two of them. Teach anything good, learn anything new? Nope.
1: <laughs> There's also some fun Easter eggs with uh, the first scene between Oswin and Kate. First off, Kate's ringtone for the doctor is the TARDIS. Yep. Um,
0: That's her personal Kate. phone, by the way.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Kate is, they're in the tower. And when Oswin runs up, is it Oswin or Oswald? Oswald. O- Osgood. 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 Sorry, so many Os's. um Kate's saying the ravens are looking a little slow, and that's a reference to a Brit- an English myth, which is as long as there's ravens in the tower, uh, the monarchy will stand. But if ravens ever leave the tower, the monarchy falls. So the Tower of London always has ravens in, the- she- in there.
5: Didn't she say so- replace their batteries? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> saying, but she says
1: tell. She says it's another Easter egg. She says tell yes, Malcolm sir. to replace the batteries. Malcolm. Malcolm, yeah From Planet of the Dead Yeah, the unit guy who was like, I get to work with a doctor Oh my He he invented the Malcolm As the
0: unit of measurement That's right (laughs) And then Kate will mention him again later
3: Big fan of that guy, love that guy
0: I know, I wish they had put him in again Because he had such a presence in the Planet of the Dead
3: Very memorable. I don't usually, I mean, you guys know me. I don't usually remember random characters, but (laughs) I remember Malcolm.
0: Uh, Real quick, going back to like a historical thing. The police constables are nicknamed Bobbies. And that came about because of Sir Robert Peel. He oversaw the creation of London's first organized police force. So Hmm. the the nickname for Robert was Bobby. So they called the police constables Bobbies.
3: I feel like I'm learning so much British knowledge today between the Raven thing and that.
0: we're not done no nope. also
3: the time of show starting
6: what do we think of the the gag where when units saw the tardis they didn't even check if he was inside they just grabbed it because <laughs> oh the tardis is here we, we gotta it's just abandoned we must grab it and bring it back to the base
3: i just kind of brush it off but not that's
1: I did, that's one of I those moments where you could... go this is in totally 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 awesome and don't think about it
3: yep yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. i don't know it's they know the doctor's there somewhere, so get the TARDIS so he'll come to us, is what yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, no, I
6: mean, I, I I, did enjoy the joke of, like, why didn't yeah. you just call?
2: I, <laughs> <laughs> But I, I just thought it was funny. I'm thinking of all the people in real life who saw the TARDIS flying. Yeah, right. I mean, that would have been something to see. Did they, did they have oh, a crew yeah. of
6: people through London to, uh, to get everybody to sign an NDA?
3: No, actually, <laughs> that's what I was just going to say is, I think, I mean, they knew everybody was going to see that and it was definitely all over the Internet. So I think it was a really smart marketing move
2: to mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. Well, and if,
1: you, and if you see when they land the TARDIS in front of the gallery, you can see the crowd literally standing in front of the doors of the gallery. They had, like, blocked everything off, like, 20 feet beyond where they were filming, and the stairway up all the way into the gallery, that was all blocked off. But behind that stairway, you just see these people standing there staring at everything that was going on, which you can, in-universe, explain, too. But it is kind of like, you were just walking by, and you'd be,
0: you know
2: but it added the air of realism. What's going on? Let's see all this. (laughs) So it was perfect. I loved it.
0: And in this section, when Osgood is talking, or Kate is talking to Osgood about how do we spin this or explain this away, they mentioned Darren Brown. And I looked him up. He's um, used in a lot of audio dramas and printed works of Doctor Who. So I think it's like a running gag.
4: Darren
1: Brown is an English mentalist, illusionist, painter, and author. So he's kind of like that. Can't think of that guy's name. Blaine.
0: David
3: Blaine. Yeah. So it would be like saying, "Oh, just tell him David Copperfield is responsible for this."
1: Like, yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's exactly yeah. what it is. And okay. it's like we send him flowers. Like we use him all the time, as as an excuse. Got
3: it. Got it. Got
1: it.
0: I also like that we don't have the typical time vortex opening credits. They they feel more like the Sherlock uh, opening credits.
1: They very much do.
0: Yeah, but it and, actually and, and, it, it and, works. And, I like it.
1: Oh, it totally works. And then be- I I still get throw when David Tennant's name pops
0: up. Oh yeah. I, I especially like it when Matt Smith is dangling from the TARDIS <laughs> and his name comes up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes.
5: Definitely the opening to that whole outdoor scene is a lot of fun. And I think you can kind of see even like the actors are having fun with it. David Tennant, and the woman who plays Kate, like they're all just full of energy in that that first scene outdoors. Do you know oh, yeah. do you know the timings of like when stuff was shot? Like was that a promotional thing over London? Like in the months before,
0: Ooh, or was it shot know. later? I would imagine that they had to do like permits that took a little bit more time to do the London stuff. So maybe they did that first. I remember just- it wasn't
1: it wasn't like a thing. They knew they knew that news media would cover it. So when they were reporting it. It really was just kind of like, and look what happened over the 10s today. It wasn't like, it was kind of like publicity was using the media because they knew the media would just cover it. Well,
5: it's the BBC, right? So the BBC has got a report on, look at what our BBC
1: other show is doing. Well, but I mean, the news would.
0: Yeah. So sorry, I don't have any info on that. I can't find anything. (laughs) Oh, we get some artsy shot choices when the doctor is revealed the... um, a painting with that close-up on his eye and then it goes to out of focus shots with him grabbing clara's hand and then it racks focus so i'm like oh this episode's a little different we're doing something more artsy
2: very well, well done well done yeah
0: mm-hmm.
3: yeah definitely had like a budget
0: oh
2: yeah <laughs> oh yeah a budget and who is not used to that and the phone call that you knew would somehow pay out later on but didn't know oh, what was going on
0: so good i love it <laughs> Um, and then we get to the part with the, the Gallifrey and stuff, right? Yeah, that's next. Okay, it's next. Mm-hmm. The War this Room. Is the
2: whole Queen Elizabeth on a picnic. Yes,
0: Queen Elizabeth first. Okay.
2: <laughs> oh, is it first? Okay.
0: Well, I mean, how you have it here? We've already, yeah. Elizabeth
2: the first. Yes, it is Elizabeth the first. And she's riding on a horseback out of the TARDIS. You know, beheaded her, but that's her thing to do. You know, so that had a lot of little fun play. But it just seemed odd with the doctor trying to smooch and marry me. You know, the setup or the whole, aha, I knew you weren't the real queen because she wouldn't marry me.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I, I think they just did that to get, we're in the, we were dropped in the middle of something. So we don't know what his plan was before or.
4: That's fan service. Wait, but haven't there always been, haven't there always been references in past Doctor Who episodes that he was married to Queen Elizabeth?
1: Yes. Yeah, there was one. And then there was also another one where Elizabeth says the Doctor is her greatest enemy.
2: Hmm. And that's because he ran out on her.
0: And that was um, in the Shakespeare code? Shakespeare, right. code? Shakespeare Code, yeah. At yeah.
2: Yeah, the end, she comes to get you know, off of his head and they run away because he goes, oh, I wonder what I did.
0: <laughs> and now we know.
2: that! <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. No, he's not coming back.
0: <laughs>
1: But the, the war room stuff that I was thinking of happened before this. This is when they were talking about what the moment is.
0: But are um, we, but in the uh, summary, are we there? That's why I'm asking. I had you. to cut it out. Okay, so I can yeah, talk about right it. There. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They're on Arcadia. They're being attacked by the Daleks, the Time Lords, and Galfranes are. And the Time Lord that reports that Arcadia has fallen and sees the TARDIS is the same soldier from the short The Last Day. Yeah. That's the actor Chris Finch. And that's where the War Doctor gets that rifle and shoots no more into the wall. In English. Yes.
5: <laughs> or
0: or it, we are it, is, is, is it being translated?
5: translated. <laughs> like the TARDIS is right there. It's translating the blast, fire, and the, yeah, sure. We've oh, seen that. How they
1: make- we've <laughs> seen, that. we've done seen that before. We've
5: seen Gallifreyan before, though, too, written out.
1: Yeah. yeah. But can you imagine trying to use a blaster to make all those circles?
3: <laughs> He's like, start over,
0: Cat, start over. <laughs> and oh, it shoot, also that's translated a, That's a swear message. word. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I, I think it's interesting how they make a point of having the doctor ask to borrow a gun.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
3: clearly, that was he's had it done intentionally.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. But it's happened before, where River left a message for the doctor where no one could read it
3: on the mountain. Yeah.
2: On the mountain, and when they got there, the TARDIS translates it. Uh-huh.
1: I like the little when the, the we see the beginning of the of the generals walking into the war room and one of them says the High Council is working on a plan and the 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 other general the the bald general says to hell with their council to hell with the council their plan has already failed and we've seen that plan that's the plan that's going on in the end of time when David Tennant regenerates and the that's when you find out that the Time Lords are like trying to they're trying to kill everybody except the Time Lord and that's the secret that comes out in David Tennant's final episode and. So it's like it deals with the master and all that kind of stuff. So I like the fact that they just kind of do a little wink to that other episode and then just it's out to hell with that and move on.
2: I'm glad they said something though.
0: Yes, it's funny going back to the the uh, the doctor writing no more in English when the when I first watched it and then that Dalek sees it and he's half dying and goes explain explain. <laughs> I was like yes explain. <laughs>
5: Oh, but the, yeah, that the the Dalek explosions in that section were really, yeah. really complex. Like you saw the little Dalek organisms in the, mm-hmm. the explosions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because
3: the TARDIS just like plows through them.
5: Mm. Oh, and what That's, way? Oh, yeah. There's like Dalek. Uh, like, what are the, there's some flying around that don't look like Daleks we've seen, but they look more like dogfighters yes. or something. Do you know?
0: The, I think those are the Dalek, like they're, like if it was an X-Wing <laughs> for a human, it would be sort of like that. Because mm-hmm. I want to say we saw it early on in Russell's run, but then they stopped using them. They just used the Daleks as it's their exo-frame, but also their spaceship as well. I think to cut on budget, mm-hmm. but they, but they did have a couple of those early on in like season one, I think.
1: I like the look of them. And we see them and we see them again.
0: Yeah, they got like a a tripod sort of mm-hmm. thruster thing going on.
1: There's a couple of great lines in this area too. Um, the queen says to to the doctor, you know, you're very impertinent. I'm the Queen of England. And he says, I'm not English.
4: <laughs> that was a great line.
1: Um, and then the other one, this is like my favorite in the whole episode, is um, He can't get the he can't get the he can't get the moment to start, so he's like trying to figure it out. And Rose says, uh, always stuck between a girl and a box. The story of your life, Doctor.
0: Yeah
1: it's just oh it's so
0: funny well then once he gets it going it turns hot and he goes oh the interface is hot and she's like well, well thank you <laughs> <laughs> i do my best oh <laughs> uh, but speaking of the 10th doctor with a rabbit i don't know why but that's just funny to me this this last week where he's just he's going on his uh tear? it's almost yeah it's like a speech to i'm going to tear you down you are the enemy you are going to i am the the oncoming storm this and that and then oh you're just a rabbit <laughs>
2: To Rabbit, aren't you? Yeah, that I think Moffat wrote Ten well. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean,
3: it. W- they were t- all of Ten's lines were Ten. Like. Yeah. It was like he never left.
0: Mm-hmm. It goes ding. <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't this working? <laughs> and then when the Time Fisher shows up, stand back. It can be anything. Anything can happen. For instance, a fez. The way he yeah. says that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's like he ne- Like you said, he never left. This is so good.
2: I did like that the moment. Are we going to be calling her Rose or the moment or? The moment. The moment. I like that the the moment realized that he parked the TARDIS so far away so the TARDIS won't be witness to what he's doing because he walked for miles over to this cabin to Mm -hmm. set it all up. And it's like, I thought that was a good point because I didn't understand it and didn't really think about it. But her putting that in there made a lot more sense.
4: Yeah, I also appreciated that because I had that question. What is the button actually
3: do because he obviously and the TARDIS are on Gallifrey and they don't get exploded did
1: they were going to be though and then it was the moment that said oh okay you don't want to live then that's your punishment you will survive this so it's they were gonna blow up too oh so it's it so the...
3: complex that it can like blow everyone up but them. oh yeah if that's the case why can it just like not blow up the children <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I digress. (laughs)
6: Because it has to be poetic
2: and ironic. All right. This only happened once, and this is the way it happened. He never blew up the planet. This isn't altering the past. That's true. Yeah, so they never died, and she knew they weren't going to die. They They find out the truth of what happened, because they've all forgotten.
0: Yeah, because she's showing him what he needs to see to get to that point. point. Yeah. And that's
3: the crazy timey-wimey part, because then... Yeah, it's an
0: all, effect and then cause.
2: All
3: of rather 10 than cause and effect.
0: 11,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> or if he if, if doesn't want so, to Yeah, time time travel can do that, but it's the effect before the cause kind of thing.
1: And if you don't then if you don't want to think of it that way and think about it the other way, as the moment is blowing up the planet, she picks up the doctor and throws him through the time fissure. And he lives.
0: And he comes like, out on the opposite side as a fez. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I did like that uh, Rose came back, that Billy Piper came back. I thought that was excellent. And I kept thinking, who else, which other companion would it be? And I thought possibly Donna because of their relationship mm. they had. But I think Rose was the perfect form yes. to pick Yeah. because Rose helped right after this. Rose was mm-hmm. the being that the Ninth Doctor first brought on as a companion. He did a few other things where they, they showed at the beginning of his run with Titanic and the, um, was it Krakatoa? Krakatoa. You know, so he was there and I guess he's like trying to save one or two families or do something, but it's just like he's trying to live past what he just done. And Rose is the one that helped him to open up and change and then through the whole tenth doctor, their relationship. So I'm really glad Billy Piper was able to come back because I think that was the right character.
0: Yeah also I
1: I I like the moment more than I like Rose. I think this is her best performance. I love this performance.
0: Well, when, when we were at Rose City Comic Con and she mentioned what was one of her favorite lines, it was, no more, right? Yeah. I think yeah. That, that, exactly. that's great. Yeah.
3: They didn't actually announce what her capacity was going to be when they said she was coming back, too. So no, nobody, nobody saw this coming.
1: Right. right. Nope, not at all. Because he just assumed it was Rose.
3: Yeah. Naturally.
1: And some people were disappointed because Tenet and Rose didn't have a scenes. Yeah. They, they didn't have scenes <laughs> yeah. between each other. And it is a, a bit of a disappointment, but... Yeah, you can't get it's everything. It's better
4: this wrong. way.
1: It's better this way. It's totally better this less way.
4: Is more, less is more. Less is more.
1: Especially with that little, you know, oh, bad wolf girl, you were right. Wait, what? You know?
0: <laughs> And they don't even, they d- just move on. They don't even dwell on it. I they love it. They just move it. on, yeah. It, there's too much going on right then. Yeah. Wish she
5: had more time with David Tennant. Yeah. And
4: sometimes people like revisiting old old characters, and sometimes you know actors are like, "That's I've already done that." Um. So I think it was really neat that this show gave her an opportunity to come back, but then play another character. Episode. Right.
2: Yeah. Right? And that's why you get the eyes. Her eyes yeah. flash. Very cool. And also another reason why it's great that it's that character who had such a tie to the TARDIS as well.
3: I also think though, and I mentioned fan service really quickly earlier, like Doctor Who. I think they wanted to have Rose, but people were kind of like, "Oh, this is fan service. It's always Rose in the Doctor." Who. So I think that's what a 50th anniversary
6: like, is. <laughs> well,
3: I, yes, I think there's really nothing wrong with fan service if it's not oversaturated. But this was sort of their way of being like, "Ha ha." right
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> and i did like uh matt smith realizing wit what was happening
0: which part with the fez
3: oh yeah. yes
0: okay. yes because it's oh it's, it's, which it's made timeline, no sense to me hasn't happened yet
3: until the end when they're like we won't remember right. this
0: yeah but at the
3: time i was like why would you how would you not remember this monumentous occasion yeah
6: i spent most of the episode kind of putting a pin in that thought like how are they not gonna remember this
1: what am what am i not remembering
3: <laughs> <laughs> made sense later
6: and i love how the doctors
0: argue that yeah
1: what do you mean you don't remember this well you're the one who lived through it
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it kind of reminds me of like when alburn brings up uh, the bill and ted aspect of time mm-hmm. travel it's it. i i saw this particular moment of this is what happens when you do set those things in motion where things are sort of in flux where Whatever you do now will affect what happens later, but you're in it now instead of reaping the benefits of what Bill and Ted do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen the movies. Entering the undergallery, the doctor can't resist popping on a fez and Kate shows them more 3D paintings that have had their glass broken from the inside. The figures in the painting have disappeared. At that moment, a time fissure opens. Vaguely remembering this, he takes the fez and flings it into the fissure. Crying Geronimo, he jumps into it himself. Back in Elizabeth in England, the 10th Doctor is picking up the fez when the 11th Doctor pops out. To test whether they can return to London through the fissure, Eleven tosses the fez into the fissure, but Clara reports that nothing has come through on her side. Suddenly, A man jumps out of the fissure and asks if anyone has lost a fence. Recognizing him as the doctor during the time war, they both react with surprise and apprehension. The war doctor says he's looking for the doctor and cannot believe that they are him. The three doctors are arrested and taken to the tower, which Eleven is very happy about. Clara and Kate can hear him. Kate remarks that he's very clever, and they go to Kate's office, the Tower of London. In the cell, Eleven picks up a nail and starts scratching on a stone column, and Ten wonders why they are all here. He says that the war doctor knew they would be here so who's doing all this the moment is visible to the war doctor and signals him not to reveal what is happening
0: when matt smith walks by the fez his reaction is priceless (laughs) (laughs) and then clara's response to that someday you could just walk past the fez never gonna happen never gonna
1: happen happen. (laughs) we have a photograph of uh... We're in Walt Disney World, and they were selling Fez's. So I put a Fez on, and Frank took my picture, and I'm literally doing that. you know. And I love Happy so um So.
0: It's just so good.
1: And, um, and also, one quick little plot point. Did everybody, because I didn't at first until we, I watched it several times. Did anybody realize that Kate walks out of the Under gallery, mm-hmm. You see a yeah. shadow of a Zygon, and from that moment on, she's the,
0: the copy of Zygon. So, yeah, when she so comes back, they do get they, their they,
1: memories. My God, that man is clever. You know, so
2: yeah, when she comes back, you're not really focused on her, But right. if you And she was a this little time, off. She did. It's like, oh, she's not her now. <laughs> it's right. like, so she did that really well and subtle. So when you know it, you can look at it and pick that up. I like, I like the uh, the witch of the well. He means you. Why do I have to be the witch? <laughs> off your pup! <laughs> I'll turn you into frogs. <laughs> I thought they would somehow reference or he was trying to tell her something about the episode they had in the 70s with the witch in the well. Yeah. Uh. Hide.
3: I really wanted um, one of the other doctors to be like your companion sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch! (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Truth hurts. Oh man.
0: But like that the whole thing with 10 and 11 meeting, like I just wrote all of those lines down
1: yeah i was doing the same <laughs> thing oh my god
0: yeah it's just so good when they <laughs> he just snatches the fez off of his ha- his head and then they like assess each other in like a weird like almost uh, uh kung fu like way oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and, and then they pull out the screwdrivers <laughs> and they're compensating <laughs> <that laughs>
5: Generation <maybe>. is
0: random <laughs> and that's where they, they start talking about sand shoes <laughs> yeah
2: and, and then I, I. Yeah, they're being more adversarial, and then they both put the glasses on. And when yeah, the glasses are on, it's like, oh, we all
3: okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: and then all funny. of a sudden.
3: <laughs>
1: and then when a war doctor shows up, suddenly it's the two of them versus him. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. I mean that was a really funny dynamic as well because he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh God, these dandies!" Oh
1: my God, you're, you're me. Even, you must even be his that companions.
3: one.
1: But I was like, even that one. And it's like, yes, even that yeah. one.
0: Well, before that, before the the War Doctor comes through the fissure, Ten and Eleven use, or there's an Easter egg where they're reversing the polarity of the fissure, which is a third Doctor reference. But then they're both oh. reversing the reverse. <laughs> It's like, uh, how can you not remember this? Hold on. This isn't my fault. You're obviously not paying attention. Reverse the polarity. It's not working. Well, we're both reversing the polarity. Yes, I know that. There's two of us. I'm reversing it, and you're reversing it back. We're confusing the polarity. <laughs> that I like. We're just confusing it.
3: I feel like if they ever get tired of acting, they should just have a variety show oh, together or something. Sure.
2: That would
0: be great.
6: I'd like to see them do a version of who's on first in character. <laughs> but there's also that moment when... when
1: who's on first, who's on first? I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, but they would just say who's on first and, oh, yeah, okay, and
2: move away. (laughs) I am, uh, I am me. I'm also on second, third, fourth.
1: And when when Eleven is explaining that the two Elizabeth, one of them is a Zygon, and, and, yeah, or Ten, sorry, Ten is saying one of them is a Zygon, and Eleven is just kind of like, oh, 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 I'm not judging. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying Venom sex in the mouth, in the tongue.
4: Can can someone quickly explain sand shoes? Tennis shoes. Yeah, but why do they call them sand shoes? Like I don't Mm -hmm. get it. It says according to the internet.
0: So I looked it up. uh, Oh, you did you look it up, Heather? You go Go because no, I I talk too much. Go ahead. Go ahead.
3: No, this is your role. Your role is like the explainer.
2: So please go
0: ahead, Heather.
3: Heather. 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 I'm literally just reading a phrase off Google.
0: Let's uh, let's switch. Heather, go ahead well, and look, explain it. Oh look, I
3: accidentally it. clicked it away. It's gone. Oh <laughs> my gosh. You
0: reverse the reverse of the play. <laughs> okay, so so uh, they were called pumps or plimsoll shoes, and they became uh, initially beach wear. So that's why they were called sand shoes. Terrible beach shoes.
1: Oh, I know. Can you well, imagine Scottish oh, and Australia? I feel
3: like that's not at all what I found. That's they would get full. Just... They get full of sand.
1: Oh, this would be terrible.
3: And sand
6: is coarse, and it gets everywhere.
0: <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> what did you read then? What did you read?
3: commonly used for corporal punishment in British Commonwealth where it was typical gym shoe? What am I reading?
0: I don't know. (laughs) Tardis Fandom says
2: that sand shoes are primarily a Scottish and Australian word for sneaker. The implication of the scene is that the Tenth Doctor thought their shoes meant for running, whereas his other
0: self said they were walking shoes.
3: Oh my god, clearly they've never tried to run in those shoes. They're not made
0: for running. (laughs) No, they're not. I don't know how... Although they used to play
2: basketball in them.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The NBA used to use them. I don't know how they did that.
2: One thing I did not like, and the, the more I watch it, the less time it seems to take, but it seems the first time I watched it, it to take a long time, is them figuring out about the stone dust. It's like, it wasn't there before. How many times have you come down here? It's like, come on, put it together, all of you.
3: It worked for me. Yeah, but, they're tr- I was, but I thought it was cool from as an outsider who'd never been down there before.
2: Right, but there seemed to be something strange. These creatures have come out of this painting. You don't know where they went. There's glass everywhere, so that's where it came from. It's broken. There's stone dust everywhere. Where did it come from? They were working on the glass glass. glass first.
5: Well, they even had a line where they searched everywhere for them, but nobody picked up one of the blankets over the statues. They
3: searched everywhere. (laughs) They looked in the fridge. They looked under the bed.
5: And if we're talking about, like, secret places where potentially alien artifacts are held, you'd think they'd have a panic button somewhere (laughs) down there. Like, if they do get out or something, you could press a big red button and say, hey, there's aliens here, instead of just the elevator. But, yeah.
2: Hmm. They didn't know about the paintings. They didn't know what they were. I can understand them going. They're still
5: alien artifacts, aren't they? They were 3D, like the Gallifrey one, right? Or were they just
2: landscapes? But they've been down there or around that. I mean, Queen Elizabeth was the one who sent them there, mm-hmm. so they've been around for a while.
1: No, but they mm-hmm. were time. They even said it's time lord art still.
2: Yes, they did. I think the, they, they war, did. the war doctor says. So they, they were. They, they were. They in the, the under gallery. Yeah, and they were in the under gallery, not the black archive. So it just this is weird. This is something odd. We put it there, but I could see them not thinking anything's gonna happen with it. It's just
0: yeah, because to them it would just be art. That's why it's it's weird. It's they are in the under gallery and then they get moved later to the black archive
5: yeah
0: anyway um but you reminded me of um going back to elizabeth when the soldiers surround the three doctors and then the two 11 and 10 bring out the screwdrivers and then the war doctor says what are you gonna do build a cabinet or assemble a cabinet at them (laughs) which is a a call back to river songs line from day of the moon right
3: 10 points the screwdriver at enemies the same reason that 11 points jimmy dodgers at enemies because the enemies <laughs> ah. don't know better okay
1: okay that's true. all right that's true all my notes are quotes <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah there's, there's a point. so many good quotes yeah
0: there's a point it's, where it all becomes quotable
1: it's mm-hmm. all quotes you know it's just companions they get younger all the time nice work dick van dyke i mean it's just <laughs> so good and that's all character bits this whole thing is character mm-hmm I don't care about the plot.
0: (laughs) In the present, Kate orders the cell to be searched for a group of numbers from around 1550. She and Clara go to the Black Archive, which is a section of the tower so secure that not even the TARDIS can get in. In the cell, a unit worker photographs the code that Eleven carved into the column and sends it to Kate's phone. The code is for a vortex manipulator that can be used to find the doctor, but Kate, it turns out, is a Zygon in disguise. Clara grabs the manipulator, enters the code, and zaps out of the archive. So there's an Easter egg here when, or or before maybe, Kate realizes there are multiple doctors. She asks Malcolm, this is the second time she brought up Malcolm, for one of her father's files, codenamed Cromer, which is a reference to her father, Brigadier Lepbridge-Stewart, at first believing that the antimatter universe from the three doctors to be, to be in Cromer. And then also this is also another reference that'll get will pay off later that the brigadier's grandfather Captain Archibald Hamish Lethbridge Stewart lived in Cromer with his wife and kids
3: Wow oh, interesting. And they talk about Jack Harkness Yes,
0: with the vortex manipulator <laughs> Did you guys catch the code? The access code? It's uh, 1716231163 and this is a reference to time 1716 and the date 23 11 63. That the first episode on Unearthly Child first aired. Hmm.
2: 5 16 November
0: 24th. <laughs> yep. So 17 16 in military time is, is that right? 5 16? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It's kind of stupid of the Zygons to just like leave Clara standing there with the vortex manipulator with a code, photo of the code conveniently there.
0: <laughs> she just threw up, so maybe she was adjusting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh. I kind of also think that
1: that Kate of all people would have auto lock
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh and Kate even has those lines about the um Clara saying how come uh don't Americans have this or something like that? She references yeah. something. Uh-huh. No one can know we have this, not even our allies. Why not? Think about it. Americans with the ability to rewrite history. You've seen their movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, Ouch. that was great. Yeah. Yeah, it's
1: <laughs> funny cuz it's true. it's good. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And then the uh, bulletin—not bulletin boards, but like whiteboards with all the companions on them—that mm. mm-hmm. was yeah. that was really nice. I bet you there's more than we can see. I bet you they, the, the set people, and the dressing—they they did them all.
1: I think they are all in there.
0: I mean, I can make out, of course, Clara, and I think Susan,
1: Susan, mm-hmm. Barbara, Ian, Susan. yeah, Chameleons even in there they put chameleon oh. in there oh yeah
0: it. yeah but I, I would have liked to seen like a panning shot or something maybe they cut it out for time but i bet it's all on there
2: yeah uh going back just slightly osgood being duplicated i thought was interesting and how the zygon is just putting her down so much mm-hmm. which is like being such a big bully oh no you're not pretty your sister would have had that oh you have a defect i hate that <laughs> And Osgood just going, yeah, me too. <laughs> just pulls the <laughs> rug basically out from under them. It was great.
0: So in that sequence there that you talked about, Frank, they had like close-ups of the Zygons advancing, but not showing us the advancement. It was always close-ups. So was that part of the three D effect in the theater? We'll have to get together and watch it all because okay. I don't remember. I haven't this seen. This was twenty
3: thirteen. I gotta remember that.
0: <laughs> it just seemed
2: uh, an odd choice. But they did a bit about her getting back her inhaler. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is like so she and the other one already know some. You know, it's like that was a nice setup. So we knew who was who later on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> so are Zygons uh original to this episode, or do we have them mm-hmm. before? Because it's such that's a an- good it's such a good name.
0: Yeah, that's another Easter egg. Those are a classic Who villain.
2: So that was nice that they brought that back for the fifth. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did That's they the look classic bit. similar?
2: Like yes. shapeshifters? Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, they did. But did they would, have
3: like the gross barfing effects and the morphing? Um, like
0: no, but they was, had all the they had all the red suckers and the big heads.
3: That was some crazy effects. Yeah. <laughs> for Doctor Who. Well,
5: it's nice that they can be shapeshifters so you don't have to have mm-hmm. them all the time. You can still get your regular actors doing villainous things and you don't need yep. to act right. through a rubber mask.
3: Also, there was I mean the real villain in this episode was the button, you know, the Time War situation. Like
4: The Zygons are really just to add the, more
3: drama, I suppose. Right,
4: but I also appreciated that the, what the impetus for what they were doing was because they lost their planet in the Time War. Agreed.
0: Yeah, I think, I think they mentioned that their homeworld was destroyed in the first days of the last Great Time War. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Ooh, first casualty.
0: It's uh, a, what's, what's it called, um... A civilian can like a collateral damage like yeah. it's not it's not a dalek planet it's not a time lord colony it's another race
1: well they kind of yeah they i mean we've seen that before and they do kind of establish that everybody's collateral damage
0: the only the
1: only people fighting are the daleks and the Time Lords, and everybody else just gets killed along the sidelines. So it's like, these people aren't fighting in the war, they're just getting the consequences of it. So I like that.
4: And we even saw that in the the webisode leading up to the 50th. That's why that pilot had such a negative reaction to the Doctor when she realized he was a Time Lord. Mm -hmm. And it was like the reason why the Doctor became the War Doctor.
1: Well, and the universe is now saying that the Time Lords are just as bad as the Daleks. But yeah. the Time Lords who kind of used to help people against the Daleks are now just as bad as
2: the Daleks. And Heather, or I'd argue alive. that it was the War Doctor who was the big bad rather than the button.
3: Yeah, I, well, I was going to say that initially, but then I felt bad
4: blaming <laughs> the Doctor. But, <laughs> well,
3: I think it was more it the idea. The big bad right. was more the idea of are we going to kill everyone or are we not going to kill everyone? Right. Yeah.
2: So I don't think there's any evil in this. It was just that's what I liked about it. Also, there's the good Zygots guys, But the were totally,
3: it was still totally, I think, necessary to have a physical villain in addition yes. to this. But it's not yeah. like they were the main focus.
2: Right. Right. They were, but they were very much the catalyst for how this progressed. What they did how they were able to the doctors were able to use what they did a different way so i mean they needed that to show them oh here's how they did something to try and take over the planet we can change that around and use it a different way to help us
0: it, it's After almost like along,
2: let's point that out. sorry it's al-
0: <laughs> no yeah it's almost like the the zygons are red herrings because they don't really matter at the end and they're literally red
6: <laughs> <laughs> no i, well, I mean that's, you need, they, that's you, what you
2: need they, an obstacle oh go ahead i'm thinking they didn't matter so much because they're the ones who gave the way to solve everything going into the paintings
3: have mm. we talked oh, about the little yeah, explosion yeah.
0: Okay. uh which scenario
3: one yet where they um work together
0: not yet
6: you you need some sort of physical threat a physical obstacle to up the, the physical stakes in in this side of the story mm-hmm. you know um so you know throwing an alien and, and they were smart enough to make that which like you said like the solution to these this threat tie into the solution for the whole plot in the first place but otherwise they could they would just be sitting around discussing how they're going to handle everything so yeah yeah <laughs> you, you need some sort of you know doctor who the, the the 50th anniversary has to have a doctor who alien. so where are we going to put it well that's hey, be they, the threat in, in this timeline
1: if if they had just those three doctors sitting around the console room eating cup of yeah. soups <laughs> i'd have been right. very happy exactly As Eleven scratches the code into the column, the War Doctor speculates that his sonic could disintegrate the wooden door, but he and Eleven realize the calculations would take centuries. The Moment tells the War Doctor that this is all history for them. He asks them if they have ever counted the number of children on Gallifrey that day. Eleven angrily says that he doesn't know. What would be the point? Ten immediately says 2.47 billion. Livid, Ten yells at Eleven that he can't believe that all it takes is 400 years for him to forget. The moment tells the War Doctor that this is what he becomes if he discovers Gallifrey, the man who regrets and the man who forgets. Then cryptically, she says, it's the same screwdriver, same software, different case. Looking at his Sonic, the War Doctor realizes that 400 years would be enough time for the Sonic to make the calculations to disintegrate the door. He quickly scans the door. Catching on, Ten studies his Sonic, calculations in progress. Eleven checks his and the calculations are complete. The moment says, same software, different face. Eleven remarks at how clever they are And Clara bursts into the room. The door was unlocked. The Queen enters and explains her dastardly plan. Zygon's world burned in the Time War, and they need a new home. Using a crystal stasis cube, the Zygons are embedding themselves in Time Lord art, where they will wait until the Earth is more interesting. The Queen is revealed to be the real Elizabeth. She has Ten's TARDIS, and he has a promise to keep. And just like that, they are married. Ten promises Elizabeth that he will be right back, and everyone enters the TARDIS. They try to head for the Black Archive.
0: So, yes, this is a cool scene, Heather, with all the screwdrivers.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, what they were going for with that gag, I, I was all in on that, like, I was so excited that we found this amazing solution that took all these years (laughs) to open that door. And then Clara just walks right in. It was never even locked and I was like, oh, you got me. That was hilarious.
2: (laughs) And her attitude, the three of you are all in here and nobody tried the door.
3: But I like the way when
2: when they first said,
1: like, how did you get in? I like how she's like, it was (laughs) unlocked. Like, it's no big deal.
0: Yeah, it's the first thing you should try. (laughs)
1: It was, it was good. And then, and just using the motif of the Sonic is the same as the Doctor.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. You know,
1: they're all the same person, they just have a different face. It's like, ah, oh, this is Moffat at his best.
0: Mm, I agree there.
5: Like, Brian, I think you, you said, like, uh, you think of this for the, the characters. And I think uh, part of the reason is that the plot is simple enough. And, mm-hmm. like, even this moment, right, like, we don't get the payoff here because that payoff is coming at the end where... The doctors have all that time to calculate, or maybe it was more like Mm -hmm. Matt Smith has been thinking about it for 400 years. But um, yeah, so those little plot like circles are very well arced, like you know they have a beginning, a middle, and an an end. So you don't have to think about the plot as much because it is just like sped out at, at a good pace. So you can't. There's more time for characters.
0: Yeah, I agree. The the balance is finally walked in this. Whether too much plot. Or more character <laughs> stuff and i think he did it well mm-hmm.
3: i Just really sailing. like how how they stuck to the characters that we know and love like yeah. david Tennant is the one who regrets his doctor and matt smith's doctor is the one who forgets and i don't think he necessarily forgets but he chooses not to remember mm.
1: he, he, has he has moved on he had to move
3: on he had to yeah so i and, of course, then you have the, the war doctor who is observing himself in his different stages and kind of coming... Well, no, I guess he doesn't change his mind about anything yet. Anyway, erase that
1: part. Well, well no, but, he, but the moment that they do the screwdriver thing, that now kind of all three of them are now joined a little bit. You know, they're, 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 all three of them are happy with each other. So, And I but think the they have an understanding
3: one. of each other, like, of their different... Uh, where they are mentally <laughs> at different mm-hmm. stages in their life because david Tennant is upset at first that matt smith's doctor has forgotten but then Matt oh says, yeah. look if i'm gonna be alive for a long 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 time like you gotta do what you gotta do to survive yeah.
1: it was very organic it totally made sense for them to be acting the way they were at the each point in the story
3: and the fact that it's all the same person just even makes it cooler because you're like, oh my God, he's just angry at himself and his yeah. own choices and his yeah. own changes.
0: Like like they say, we are our own worst enemy. And it. it's like very, it's a great example of what happens here.
1: Yeah. Also, it's a, it is a callback to the three doctors because. Yeah. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, no, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. The, the first, when the first, the, the second doctor and the third doctor are the first ones to get together in their reunion episode. And they really don't like each other all that much but when the first doctor shows up he's like that's what i become what does he say a hobo and a dandy
0: and then dandy because of the frilly shirt, the
1: frilly shirt. So <laughs> i become a hobo and a dandy and they really and because it's the first doctor he really never gets over that
3: <laughs> um can someone please explain to me doctors aging because oh <laughs> The war, but the war doctor, did didn't. When we first saw the war doctor, he was younger, right? You said he mm-hmm. was a yeah. young John Hurt. Yes. And then, of course, Matt Smith ages, and um, no one talks about it. But David Tennant is obviously older, and so is. Well, I won't talk about it yet.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I think Moffat has a thing about the age of the doctor in general. He is always trying to age up the doctor and really i don't think he wants it pinned down how old the doctor i think he likes it that no one knows how old the doctor is and Tennant was always so very specific i'm nine hundred and three years old and the ninth doctor was i'm nine hundred years old i don't think tenant or i don't think moffat ever really liked that because in the classic show it was all over the place i mean the doctor but i could mean do like the a-
3: the actual doctor getting older like their appearance okay. physically oh They're actors, yeah, but don't they try to work that into the story sometimes? And I don't Um, know, yeah, they age,
6: they they just age extremely slowly. Like, I get the impression
1: that the the war doctor was fighting the time war for like a hundred years, but
3: that aged him faster.
1: That's what I'm thinking. Because if I remember correctly, I think McGann was supposed to be in his 800s,
0: yeah, because. Unofficially, like I think Tom Baker, being the fourth Doctor, was supposed to be four hundred years old. Yeah. And then so when it gets to Paul McGann, eight, the eighth Doctor, unofficially, is supposed to be around eight hundred.
6: Yeah. yeah. Well, then it's more of a question, not why John, did John Hurt, not the War Doctor, age as much as why didn't the eleventh Doctor age quicker? But I. But, but he's already the. the I the mean, 11th...
3: the twelfth Doctor should age really fast, but we won't go there yet. <laughs>
6: like the the eleventh Doctor. Has lived way more time than 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 it took the war doctor to age. So if the but time he started was... off
3: the youngest of all. So
2: <laughs> no, but that, that's what the one the part doctor? with the whole um, couple hundred years. when it became twelve hundred in the diner. Uh, what's the episode? The, Day of the space astronaut? man. Yeah. So that. Day of, the moon, Day, Day, of the thought, Day of the Moon. Day of the Moon. Day of the Moon. Possible astronaut. astronaut. That one always, that's where I think we get a lot of the confusion. It's like, that one shouldn't Mm. have said. Mm. They shouldn't have put the year on it or something where you found it from the different point in time. Yeah,
4: But even this episode, the 11th says, I'm 1,200-something. Because that's after this.
2: He's forgotten. um, He's forgotten.
1: I just made up 100 years. I just kind of took that from the McGann thing. But also, we didn't, like someone said, was it Eugene? We didn't get a good look at the War Doctor when he regenerated. We got a good enough look just saying i I like the idea that the time war itself
6: aged him more for whatever reason maybe because time was getting you know screwed up itself you know because it's a time war so he aged faster or whatever but the fact that they never uh that's a piece of logic that we as humans in the real world can relate to the timey-wimey stuff, all the stuff, we can kind of forgive little bits of information that they don't give us. But aging is something we can totally relate to, and I feel like they, they need to explain that at some point, or at least give us some clue of
1: an idea why.
3: Well, especially because of something that happens at the end of this. So well, I guess we can
4: come back to right. it.
1: Okay. <laughs> I mean, if, if you really want to blow your mind, read The Aging of the First... Read The Aging of the Classic Doctor.
4: That's what the book's called? Aging of the Classic Doctor?
1: No, I'm saying oh. get... Google
4: it oh, okay. and
1: have fun.
0: Uh. <laughs> well, uh, Josh, you reminded me of um, a line earlier when, when the war doctor is asking what's going on, why are there three of me here? And then the 11th doctor says, it's all just timey-wimey. And then the 10th doctor goes, I don't know where he comes up with this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and which is great because Moffat came up with that line in Blink with the 10th doctor. So it's just funny that the 10th doctor is like, I don't know where he gets this stuff.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then later the war doctor, is this related to the tiny whiny? <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> oh, it's just so many quote uh, quotes or lines that I just want to mm-hmm. write down and quote.
1: What's up? I thought somebody I thought somebody was going to mention Elizabeth's line of I know I have the body of a weak and feeble woman. I thought that was going to piss you guys off. I but there's mean, a reason behind it.
3: It was the time.
1: Yeah. yeah. That was that, that's her most famous speech. She says she's trying to convince her soldiers that I'm the leader and you're just going to have to deal with it and you're going to rally behind me. And she says, because this is what they think, you know, I have the body of a weak and feeble woman, but I have the heart and stomach of a king and a king of England. So it, it's her rallying cry. Uh, but I like how they put the line in and then they didn't finish it. Where <laughs> Elizabeth is like, I
5: may be weak.
3: La, la, la. But the Zygon was weak
5: too. <laughs> at the time, so was she, yeah.
3: Yeah, it was just kind of like,
5: wow, okay. I
3: don't know. It didn't bother me because of the... uh, I mean, I thought about it, certainly, across my mind, but I was like... uh, It is interesting how they kind of didn't... the payoff came up well. it, It did, but also it didn't.
2: No, I mean, with her going... And they didn't even thought that a woman could beat the Zygon. It's like that didn't even occur to him. So I just walked right in. <laughs> it's like no problem. It's just that's a, true. You know, that's the problem with them. You mean the you know, Zygon? No, men. They have no recognition recognition <laughs> yeah. of someone's power.
3: She pulls that little knife out of her. Uh, yeah. Um, whatchamacallit there?
0: Her garter belt, I think.
3: Thank you. <laughs> yeah.
2: Married. Really got married. <laughs> yep. Does this is happening we- a lot. Yeah, it begins to.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I actually really like that one Managing. I think it starts to, yeah
0: Because then Marilyn Monroe becomes one Or he gets engaged? Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Get checked out
0: uh. Hey Eugene here We had a great time discussing The Day of the Doctor You can tell we had a lot of fun But uh, I'm going to split it up into two episodes Because uh, we didn't want to uh, cut anything out so stay tuned for part two of day of the doctor thanks for listening stay safe and we'll see you next time when the future becomes the present you've just listened to an episode of who knew our wonderful theme music is by michael grady
4: find him on facebook at the universe explodes
2: all our episodes are engineered by albert you can find him at albertbinkley.com.
0: you can also find this show in several places Follow us on Twitter at Whonu Podcast. Subscribe, review, and listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher,
4: or our YouTube channel, youtubecom Podcast.
0: All our episodes are on WhonuPodcast.com.
1: Visit our Facebook page. Please leave comments, reviews, and click like to help support Whonu
0: Podcast. To listen to our show on your Amazon Echo device, enable the AnyPod podcast skill. Ask AnyPod to play the Who New Podcast. This podcast is inspired by Doctor Who.
4: The longest running sci fi show in history.
0: And especially the
2: revival, spearheaded by Russell T. Davis.
5: Thanks to Russell, Sidney Newman, Bertie Lambert,
1: Ron Grainer, Delia Derbyshire,
4: and all those involved in the adventures of our favorite Time Lord.
1: Your work continues to inspire and entertain.